0: This is Optimal Relationships Daily, Episode 1080, Confession to a Neutral Party, by Keith Wilson of KeithWilsonCounseling.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to ORD, the podcast that is all about improving your relationships as we hear tips from different experts around the world. I am your host and narrator, Greg Audino. I'm the guy who reads you the content, the guy who personally answers your relationship questions on Saturdays and the guy who is wishing you a happy Rosh Hashanah today if you do celebrate. And with that, I'm going to jump right into today's article from Keith Wilson and start optimizing your life. Confession to a Neutral Party by Keith Wilson of KeithWilsonCounseling.com Once you have written your statement of responsibility for wronging someone, it's time to put the show on the road. The essence of taking responsibility is to declare it to someone. It makes no sense to take responsibility in such a way that nobody hears it. When this particular tree falls in the forest, if no one is around, it makes no sound. It's time to put your show on the road. But you're not ready for the big time yet. The big time would be to read it to the person you harmed. That's the person who really matters. If you have a well-prepared statement of responsibility properly delivered to the person you harmed, it could lead to reconciliation. If your statement still needs work, if it is defective in any way, it may set your reconciliation back and do more damage to your relationship. Sometimes you only get one shot. Once you have completed your statement of responsibility, read it out loud. Not to the person you harmed, but to a person you trust. You're ready for a dry run. Open your play in New Haven before you put it on Broadway. The person who hears your statement of responsibility should be a person who is capable of listening. Don't pick that friend who can't stop talking about herself or the one who never takes anything seriously. If you have someone who always feels he must solve every problem, tell him this is not a problem to be solved, it's a story to be heard. Don't pick the friend who never thinks you can do wrong or the one who's fed up with everything you do. Sit down with someone in the middle range between automatic approval and default disdain. You want someone who, when it is time for them to react, can be honest and forthright, not dodging and dissembling, about halfway between kind and cruel. If you have a friend or relative who is like this, you can confess to her, but she should not be someone who's involved. You don't want to compound your error by putting this person in an awkward position with the one you've harmed. Don't tell your wife's sister that you've been sleeping around. She may need to tell your wife. Your confessor should not be a party to the crime, like the woman you're having an affair with, or anyone who has an interest in the proceedings. It does you no good to confess your alcoholism to your favorite bartender. It should be a neutral third party, someone who can be objective. If you use clergy to hear your confession, you get the added bonus of getting someone who can put a good word in with your higher power, if you believe clergy can do that. They accept donations, but they will not send you a bill. If you don't have anyone in your circle like this, you might have to hire one. That's where counselors come along. Any counselor with minimal training in listening can serve as your confessor. You don't need a specialist or a highly paid Park Avenue shrink. Just be sure they know you're hiring them to be objective and wise, not to cosign your lies. The purpose of verbalizing your statement of responsibility is manyfold. You need to hear how it sounds. You'll feel better once you get it off your chest. You're very likely to find that people won't think you're as loathsome as you think you are. Talking about what you did dispels shame. It gets your guilt in gear. It's a dress rehearsal for saying it to the person who matters most, the person you harmed. The person you confess to may need a little direction. You might tell her that you don't need her to make you feel better. Only you can make you feel better, you and the process of atonement. If your confessor doesn't back away slowly without turning around with a horrified look on his face after you tell him what you did, then he's doing well. She also needs to know that you're going to see whatever look she has on her face. Therefore, if she is nauseated, there's no sense denying it. She will probably not be nauseated, though, or run screaming from the room. You are probably harder on yourself than anyone else will be. Your confessor can be most useful as a lie detector. Have him listen for hidden justifications. Have her look for spin. Urge him to see what you don't see and tell you what you don't want to hear coax her to consider how your statement may be received by the person you harmed. This is where having an honest and forthright confessor is invaluable, someone who can tell you if you're kidding yourself. But, for all I've said about your confessor being a lie detector, his job is not to judge or to point out your flaws, but to be a mirror held up so you can see yourself. Think of her as someone you ask if spinach is caught in your teeth. You have to show her your teeth, and if you have some, she has to be truthful. But mostly, she's someone who, when she tells you there's no spinach there, will give you the confidence to smile. You just listened to the post titled, Confession to a Neutral Party, by Keith Wilson of KeithWilsonCounseling.com. And another wonderful post from Keith, who speaks so well to the practical side of emotionally challenging situations, especially between people. He's provided so much great insight about the types of people we may want to confess to and why. And one more aspect to consider might be whether or not your confessor has been part of something similar to what you're confessing for and what side of it they were on. Perhaps someone who has been in the victim's shoes might feel triggered if they're not fully removed or recovered from what has happened to them. Or maybe they can really relay to you what the person you're going to confess to might be likely to feel. On the other hand, perhaps someone who has been in your shoes is bitter from not having their confession met the way they wanted to. Or maybe they can help you take extra accountability because they know the truth of how difficult the journey to recovery may be. Certainly, there are a lot of variables here for you to sift through, but having a confessor who has been there before could add some distinct value. That is going to do it for today though, everybody. Thanks so much for being here and making another episode possible. As always, I will be back with you tomorrow for the Wednesday show. So I hope you'll join me then where your optimal life awaits.